You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your stand-in co-host, John Missel. <laughs> Thank you, John. Here you are today. Okay, coming up next, uh, this gentleman is been around the block and then some. Uh, a talented musician, producer, and composer, Mr. Morris Hayes served the better part of the last 20 years as a musical director and keyboardist for Prince. He first came to Prince's attention in 1991 when he and his bandmates were the house bands for the artist uh, uh, Minneapolis club Glam Slam. Prince asked, them, asked the band to go on the Diamonds of Pearls tour uh, to back one of Paisley Park's uh, recording artist, Carmen Electra. During that tour, Prince was so impressed with Morris that he ultimately asked him to join the new power generation, and Morris would remain the keyboard player for the MPG for nearly 20 years, and also went on to become its musical director. Morris appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, in January with Minnesota singer-songwriter Kobe, who had uh, tapped him to help uh, doctor the rehearsals in advance of the television performance. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Morris Hayes. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I like that. <laughs> it's great to have you on the show, man. I, I got a little twisted there because you know, I'm just thinking, you know, all the stuff you must have, you know, witnessed over the years, you know, uh, playing with Prince. And obviously, you're a hugely successful, talented uh, musician. Uh, oh, tell I, us a little I bit about your it. journey. Well, I mean, it, it was a, a quite a fascinating journey. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very blessed brother to be able to have uh, done as much as I have with the limited amount of training uh, that I had. You know, a lot of times, man, when, you, when you're dealing with, you know, music, musicians of that caliber, you know, a lot of these guys went to Juilliard and, and, and Berkeley and some of the really great schools and right. conservatories and things of that nature. And I, and, I, and I didn't really do any of that. I really got a lot of mine just from school hard knocks and just, uh, you know, just just saying I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, I'm very honored to have uh, uh, played with some of the people that I've worked with over the years because they are top flight musicians and, and the best in the business, man. You know, Prince worked with the best. And for me to even be able to... To, to hang with some of these guys, man, is honor. So I'm, I'm real grateful. Absolutely. You know, it, just, it takes me back. You know, music is, is life. I mean, you know, there are certain times and generations and, you know, music that brings you back. It was funny because as a kid, I was always the rock and roll, the leather jacket, the Iron Maiden T-shirts. My, oh, yeah. My brother was Prince, you know, uh, Prince yeah. and Run DMC. And, you know, so we had two different flavors when we were younger, but of course, as we get older, we start crossing the lines, and he starts walking into my world, and I walk into his a little bit. But you know, yeah. I was so amazed with Prince and his guitar playing and his musical skills. But the band that surrounded him, you know, you guys were yeah. sensational. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, he always used some of the, you know, he would find some of the most incredible musicians, and some of them, you know, he grew up with, like you know, Sonny Thompson, uh, who was a current you know, member in the yep. MPG that we put back together. I mean, uh, you know, the story is that, I mean, Sonny used to just look up at his basement window, see two, t- window and see these two Afros, which was like Andre <laughs> Simone and Prince, like just, you know, in the window, like watching him do what he did, you know? So, 
it, it, you know, it's like these amazing stories and, and, and of all of this uh, from Minneapolis when they were growing up with so many people that was, you know, working on the music and, and doing things they were doing around that time, you know. So it was very interesting and very intriguing, you know. So it's a lot of history there. Yeah, that was a great time in music, too, when uh, you were having that change, so to speak. And, and I know it's much past that, but I grew up with that. 60s music, you, you know, you, you transition from old rock and roll, and then you watch the mm. Beatles take some of that stuff from the 50s and, and the 40s even, and then the British rock came along. Don't go too far back, John. And people kept... <laughs> <laughs> and, and back when they first had dirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 I think the interesting thing about your story is he saw that talent, and you went to... And, and you came up, did, did you think in your experience of coming up without having some of that formal training that when you blended with those people that it made it even so much more of a talent that they came together because you were coming from two different fields to blend music together? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess for me, it, it, it's just amazing because, you know, I, I just was a kid with a dream. You know, when, when Prince came to my town, uh, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and uh, and me and my college buddies, uh, and, and uh, 1982 went to see the show. You know, Prince. I think he only been there that once. He came once. And I don't know if he ever. Uh, he didn't come back again. But uh, for me, it was just one of those uh, seismic moments when you realize that's my destiny. You know, I didn't know how. I had no music connections. I had no, you know, like I said, no formal training other than just playing at church, you know. And and I saw it, and I knew that's what I had to do. I just, you know, I saw the time, and I saw him, and I was like, man, this is it. This is, yeah. and all roads led to Minneapolis. And so, you know, and at the time, you know, Minneapolis was a music mecca. You know, everything Prince and, yeah. and um, at the time, Jam and Lewis was working on was just, you know, radio gold. <laughs> And for us, it was like uh, something's in the water. We need to go uh, to this this new music mecca and see what what we can source out, you know. And Absolutely. So coming here and making this pilgrimage to like come here and 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 try to you know blend in with the scene, I was incredibly fortunate because I was able to come in town and and you know uh, relatively uh, you know not that much. Uh, resistance that I had, you know, coming in. You know, a lot of times you spend a lot of years in a specific area trying to get into a certain situation, and that's not to say I didn't pay dues and sure. my cover bands and everything prior to coming to Minneapolis because we did. Uh, but once we got here, you know, uh, it only took you know a couple years, a couple few years to just kind of like really get you know position ourselves, and that was due to the fact that we had so many people that was working with us uh, to, to try to, my, when I say us, I mean myself and my, uh, at the time, bandmate Greg Sane that uh, that was in a band with me that uh, that, that the revolution saw, uh, that kind of was the uh, uh, reason why we were here. So, you know, we, we kind of were able to uh, get to the right people, like Craig Rice, who was a road manager for Prince back in the day that saw us and was also running the, the, uh, the uh, facility. And he just gave us jobs and, you know, kind of like let us kind of do what we could do. And I was, you know, had a walkie talkie, man, and was picking up the talent in a van. So, I, you know, that was my gig. And but it was anything I could do to kind of be around the music and kind of like uh, I was cool with it. You know, I'm like, man, I, you know, I can pick up George Clinton and Mavis Staples and Tevin Campbell and all these people, bring them to the studio for the movie they were shooting. I was like, this is cool. And then when I got that done, I could hang out, you know, so. There's Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis playing video games while they're in between shoots. <laughs> so it was cool, you know, and it just was a, uh, an extraordinary time uh, in Minneapolis. 
There's so much buzz and so much things going on. So it just, it, you know, it just was like being in the center of uh, uh, the eye of all of that that was happening at the time. That's awesome. That's a, and of course, uh, Morris. This show is called Finding Your Frequency. So, right. uh, you know, of course, uh, we just heard, you know, pretty much where you found your frequency. Um, what, yeah. uh, what's what's going on in your life now? Well, there, there's several things, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, improve and, and work on a, a lot of things and, just, you know, just try to stay focused. But uh, a couple of things I'm working on, of course, uh, I'm doing a, a project called World Symphony for Peace, uh, which I, I'm working with a young lady named Zoe Ryan. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. She used to manage me back in the day and she was living in China. And, uh, you know, I was and she invited me to come and do. Uh, an event with her in China and then I ended up going over and spending about five months I think total um, there but you know she came up with a cool idea about how we could kind of use music as a platform to really uh, to 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 give a voice to peace and, and understanding and, and uh, you know camaraderie between humans and you know my thing is you know we watched a pretty vitriolic re- uh, election uh, over yep. t- 2016 and one thing is uh, I, I was always voicing to her just how we need a counterbalance to to all of that that was happening and just you know just show ways that humans can 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 interact that's from different walks of life different backgrounds different ideology and all of those types of things and and do something cool with using music as a platform and, and that's what we came up with uh was world symphony for peace where i would go to different countries and like in china and work with some local musicians and i'll go to scotland i'll go to australia i'll go to uh sri lanka i'll go to you know brazil and cuba just different places and just collaborate with musicians just to show that there are more things that connect us and separate us. And that's the whole point of World Symphony for Peace, that we all come together. Uh, symphony just being a way to, to like put everything together. Everybody has a, a part to play. If you got a symphony, you know, you may be playing the, the timpani, but by itself it may not mean a whole lot. But in the, in the, in the works of everything else, then you've got this, this wonderful tapestry of sound. And so that's what it is that we're trying to do with the World Symphony for Peace, go amongst different nations different people and as music uh, persons uh, just show the world that like there are things that connect us all that and music is one of those powerful forces that that can do that it connects us all and usually whatever your religious or uh, political type of standings everybody can agree we all love music and we all love uh, entertainment and that, that sort of thing which is why it always thrives even when things are bad in the world and depressions and things music always thrives and so we want to just use the powerful platform to just try to do some good and bring people together so that's what that's about and then of course uh i have my my group the npg of course after uh prince's untimely demise uh you know there's um a lot of demand for his music uh, and a lot of demand for uh all things prince and you know we were a big part of uh that along with the revolution and third eye girl so we just want to do our part for the fans who still love prince and still love prince music and go out and, and and try to do a very good representation of what we used to do uh when he was among us so is that keeping you busy right now a lot going yeah, on we with just, that? yeah we just did a show um uh, here a couple of weeks ago uh, for this uh, the first anniversary of his passing and, and and it was very cool. I mean, it was so good to see a lot of faces that I've seen over the years uh, on tour, and um, that was cool. And, and and just to get together with the cats again, you know, and just uh, you know some of these guys I haven't played with in ages, you know, since the, we did a tribute back in October, 
of, of last year. And um, and it's just good to just reconnect with, you know, Andre Simone and, and uh, Tony M and all of the guys, you know, Barbarella and, you know, all of the guys that I, you know, did so much of this musical history with. And so it was just very cool to, to, um, to get together and do that again, man. And, and the biggest part of it is that the fans love it. I mean, that's why we do this music. We, you know, it's a gift. And I think we have to do the best we can to disseminate the gift and, and, and give that back, man. Uh, you, know, uh, us for, you know, I'm just I'm just so with you. Uh, Jean-Luc, you're sitting here very quiet. Now you got to be digging on this. Oh man, I'm loving it. I'm, 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 this is beautiful to me. You know, um, mu- I, music is its own language. It does bring people together. And Morris, I believe you're absolutely right. You know, the the world is moving more to uniform, and you know, uh, cultures coming together. And you know, it's just so great yeah. to hear. You know, everything that's going on uh, in the world right now. So, and music is always going to be uh, the center and what brings it all together. So. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You never see any better diversity and camaraderie than at any show where music is, regardless how small, how large. Yeah, agreed. John yeah, Luca, you, you got anything for Morris? Uh, you know, you're you're ask ask any question you want. Yeah, no. Um, you know, you, you mentioned you didn't have any formal training, and um, um, I actually have some friends. You probably, you probably know um, Marcus Anderson. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, a good friend great. of mine and, and Adrian Crutchfield. Cause I play saxophone as well. Absolutely. And um, and those are some great guys. And I, I know Prince was very much for perfectionist. So mm-hmm. in, in, in order for you to capture his attention like that, you know, um, it had to be it has to be more than just talent. So my question is, like, when when you play, what is it that's fueling your music? Like, where's your mind? What, what are you thinking? Like, um yeah, in that moment where you're on stage, when Prince must have said, "Like, wow, this guy is more than just a keyboardist. You know, he's a he's a revolutionary in his art." You know, where's your mind? Like, where are you at that point? Well, I, I think the best way to answer that is 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 one of the lessons, and there were many lessons. I look at Prince as a as a music sensei. He was like uh, this guru, like you know, they call him the Purple Yoda for a reason. <laughs> and uh, and and I think uh, the, the, one of the reasons for me is because yeah, he was a perfectionist, but one of the biggest lessons I think I learned is when him saying is respect the music. It's just about honoring the music. And, and I mean, even in, even in a situation, I, I was just telling a story the other night when just he and I was at his place in L.A. and we just like messing around and I'm playing drums and he's playing guitar and messing around. And, you know, it's just me and him and we're just jamming. And I'm thinking, there's, you know, no pressure. There's nobody watching. It's just, and, and you know, and he can jam for hours. Right. And it'd be like, after a while, you're like, I'm tired. I don't really play drums. My arms hurt. And I, I started just trying to kind of, you know, like changing the beat. Right. Just like, what? He's like, what, why? Why'd you do that? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I just, you know, just switched just it up around. a little bit. And, and, and he's like, you know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna play, then play it right. And 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 and, resp- and respect the music. Yeah. I don't care whether it's you know his thing was more for ten or ten thousand. It's the same show, brother. You got to give it all you got for 10 people or 10,000. That wow. was his thing. And, and he was very serious about that because he respected the music. Yep. It's the best advice I can give to any upcoming musician budding. That, you know, and there's some really great players. And, you know, sometimes it gets to this whole show. I'm, I, I don't, man, this, these kids out here are like crazy. They're like the Matrix. You know, they're so good because they can go on YouTube and study the masters and, and just watch somebody's hands and learn at exponential levels, you know, far beyond when when I was coming up, you know, you just had to like go and actually see people. Now you got this thing you can jack into and get every kind of training you want to get. 
on this journey on the spot. And I think what they tend to miss, though, is you can learn all these chops and you can learn all of this stuff. But if you're not playing together, if you're not playing as a team, if you don't look at it as a team sport, then you got a sorry situation when it comes to music because you have all of these people who may very well be Michael Jordans in their own right. But if they don't learn how to play like a team and like a group, it's all for naught. Michael Jordan, you know, as great as he was, I yep. mean, until he's Still got a team, a team. Absolutely. You, you have to have that cohesive unit in order mm-hmm. to win a championship. There's a lot of great players out there individually. Sure. But until you put a team together that can really deliver on uh, making a, making the situation, uh, you know, powerful, that's that's the missing link. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And so I always tried to stay in the moment, man, and, and do the best I could to execute. I had a lot of technical technical things that could go wrong because we were doing things nobody else did in the business. Most yeah. people use recordings and things like that. And I had to trigger a lot of samples and a lot of stuff in real time because Prince didn't like sequencers and he didn't like recordings and things like that. And he loved to say, like, we real musicians playing real music. <laughs> and so we had to play all of that stuff in real time, you know. So that was yeah. a lot of, is a big challenge, man. And I, I but, remember uh, actually seeing you know. Prince on TV. Yeah, respect the music was always what he did say. I was just hearing you say and then just remembering, seeing him saying that all the time, respect the music. That's cool, man. Yeah, that was big for him. It was, really was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Morris, I want to talk to you a little bit. We're uh, about to get into a commercial break. But before okay. we get there, uh, I am talking to you, of course, uh, much like Gianluca, about being a part of the Influencers Channel. Mm-hmm. So talk Absolutely. to me. Talk to me. Well, I, I think it's a great uh, opportunity. And, 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 and by the way, thank you again for, the, for that opportunity to just be able to, uh, uh, again, disseminate uh, different types of information and, and just uh, uh, talk about all of the things that uh, as humans that that's important to us, you know, like if it's in the musical field and that's that's where I am and that's the kind of things that I'd like to discuss and, and the power of music and the power of media and, and that sort of thing. I have a lot of like Hollywood friends and of course music industry friends and just, uh, you know, political friends and just different folks like that. And to me, what we should use any of these platforms should be as a, a betterment to humankind. I mean, we should use these things as a as a way to kind of enhance people's lives. And if we can do that, to me, that's a win-win, you know, if we can do anything like that. So we want to be able to entertain and just, you know, maybe there's some insight people could get on things musical and things like that. But we always want to offer up something that's going to be a plus to anybody's daily journey, just like, Absolutely. you know, just... You know, what can we do that's going to make somebody's way a little easier to go or whatever, uh, better understanding or whatever it is that we can do to just like uh, facilitate that. That's what we really are interested in. So hopefully I'll be able to use the platform to talk about all things musical and, and what's going on in the world of entertainment. You know, I got some really good friends like, you know, J.J. Abrams, who is like a, this amazing filmmaker. Yes, he is. Who, who I'm honored to have as a good buddy that I can like text when I'm sitting in the movies. And I can be like, bro, I'm here with the guys from NASA and we're watching Star Trek. And they're like <laughs> talking like actual stuff about the the movie. It was kind of crazy. You know, it's kind of funny that I'm sitting here with these guys that are the real uh, Big Bang Theory people. Like they're the real cats that work at JPL. And I'm like texting JJ going like, bro, they, they're like talking about the movie. And it's crazy because they're saying some stuff that's way over my head, over my pay grade, man. But it was it's cool to be able to do that. You know, it's, it's cool. right. Right. John straight from an influence right here. Still. It's got to be a great show right now. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh. <laughs> Listen, um, 
uh, Morris, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, such Happy a, to do it. Such a great history, and you know, we'll dedicate more time to each one of you uh, in the future, but awesome. Uh, so thanks again for being on the show. Uh, we're going to go ahead to break now. Uh, don't forget to follow up on Twitter at Finding Your Frequency or on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Finding Your Frequency Net. I'm Jeff Spinard, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, Finding Your Frequency. We'll be back. 